Greetings and salutations, beautiful souls. This is Mama Raven. And Papa Perch. And welcome to another episode of Mama Raven's Madhouse for those who dare to listen. We are going to start off today's read, or reading, Jesus Christ. We are going to start off with today's podcast, 18 plus. Who knows what the hell is going to come out of my mouth. Blah, 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 blah. If you've been through a couple of these podcasts, blah, 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 blah. So, get something to drink, get a snack, and get somewhere comfy. Because who knows how long this is going to be. Well, you'll know because you'll have the time duration present so i don't know how long this is gonna be but you know how long this is gonna be that's trippy isn't it mm-hmm. anywho so <laughs> we're gonna start off today with a macabre tarot reading i love it it's in the shape of a coffin or at least the holder for the thingies are so, if you are unfamiliar with what the tarot deck is, it is the journey of the fool, and we are the fool. Let's see. I'm going to read what this says so I can, you guys can get a general, yeah, excuse me, idea of what it is. So this is the, excuse me, like I said, the macabre tarot deck, it's by Samantha West. It says, in... Jungian? J-U-N-G-I-A-N. Psychology. The shadow is the unknown parts of yourself. Shadow work is a long process that involves meditation and introspection. Allows you to dive deep within your own psyche and connect with the parts you wouldn't otherwise know. The Macabre Tarot is a deck designed for shadow work. The exploration of sides of yourself you prefer others not to see. Many shadow workers allow themselves a safe space to explore their own darkness. Tarot is a great tool for opening yourself up to your shadow, as it asks questions you wouldn't otherwise consider. Shadow work happens when you stop pushing out the dark, intrusive thoughts born of anger, sadness, and disgust that sneak in when you're trying to fall asleep at night and take the time to get to know them. Knowing your true, authentic self is only possible when you work to understand all of your sides. The macabre tarot is about all things dark and scary. The artwork was born out of the artist's own shadow work and exploration of the macabre, the dark and creepy sides. In spiritual community, we're often encouraged to only embrace the love and light, but shadow work demands we see both sides of the coin. While creating the art, the artist acknowledged the positive message each each card had to give, but pushed deeper to also see what warnings they had to offer. This deck is built off of the traditional 78 card tarot structure, with 22 major arcana and 56 minor arcana cards, but focuses more on the warnings and dark messages they have to offer. If you're looking for love and light, turn back now. This is not the deck for you. These cards are your guide into darkness, into the recesses of your psyche, as it is the only, it, as it is only through exploring your darkest sides that you can find your way to true light. Alright, I guess... This doesn't have what the technical fool journey is. That's very interesting. Probably because it's usually a known thing. Please stand by. So technically it's the fool's journey. It's a metaphor for the journey through life. It's for each stage of the journey that people can go through. And there's key words that people people will use. And depending on... The artist of the, and an author of the um, particular tarot deck, it goes towards certain themes or not. And in one of my other podcasts, I did an oracle read, I think, right? I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and oracle decks are different than the tarot decks. Um, tarot decks are the 22 and 56, like the one I am using, but like it said, this is a shadow work one. Um, I have another one, a dragon tarot deck. I also have, like, the five below tarot deck. (laughs) And, uh, then I also have, like, the normal... I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of tarot decks. I got a lot of decks. (coughs) So. (coughs) Let us see what we know, need to know today. I hope you beautiful souls are doing wonderful. 
And as we come towards this holiday season, and if you're not listening during the holiday times, any time of the year, you must remember to always choose you, no matter what the situation. No matter if it's the other parent of your child, if it's your parents, your grandparents, your friend, your sibling, your kid as their adults, you know, it, it don't matter who it is. You need to focus on your needs and yourself and not choose everybody else. You got to choose yourself. You got to learn to make boundaries in a very respectful way. You don't want to cause, you don't want to be a part of the problem. You don't want to add to the problem. You, know, you want to try to figure out ways to balance, and if you can't, you got to accept the other person's not going to change no matter what you say or do, if that's the situation, and do what's best for you. I recently had to, came to the conclusion that I'm not supposed to have any expectations, because expectations lead to heartbreak, you know? I have demands, I have boundaries that must be met, respect, communication, just treating me like a fucking human being. <laughs> you know, there I have requirements. But expecting anything more than that just leads to heartbreak. Because that means you're assuming... Oopsies. Who the person is. Got a couple cards flying out here. Let's see if there's anything else. And it's not easy. It's not easy being able to set boundaries with people. It can be easy, but some people, when those rose-colored lenses get shattered and you can't see, or you don't want to see the truth because you know the truth hurts, you're going to end up just hurting yourself. Woo! <laughs> Devil in reverse. Love it. Alright, let's read these. First one that came out is the Terror of Cups in Reverse, and I do read reversals. The Tower in Reverse, the Two of Cups, the Star in Reverse, the Eight of Crystals in Reverse, and the Nine of Bones Upright along with the Devil in Reverse. Hmm. That's interesting. We are going to read the definitions for all of them. So, we have the Terror of Cups. And in this, the terror equates to the page. The knight equates to nightmare. The queen equates to the haunting. And the king is the massacre. So the terror of cups would be the page of cups in reversed, which is immaturity. The terror of cups is a burst of energy and new ideas, curious and open to adventures. It calls you to indulge your curiosity and explore your options. Nothing is too scary when it comes to your imagination. But with this being in the reverse, you need to make sure you're not making childlike things and not accepting the consequences. You must, when you make a decision, you must look at all sides and weigh all of your options. You can't just borrow your way into a situation like a tantrum with a tantrum like a toddler because that ain't gonna get you anywhere right you have to be able to not emotionally react but mentally respond That's right. because when you emotionally respond it's emotionally react excuse me when you emotionally react it's like squeezing shaving cream out of a can you can't put it back in once it's out. But if you can mentally respond, you can analyze the situation, process the emotion, or at least take a damn deep breath or two, and be able to move forward and communicate with yourself and others and figure out actually what the fuck it is that is the problem and if there's something that can be Remedy. right. I was going to say salvaged, but remedied is probably a better word. All right. Tower in reverse, anticipating the inevitable. The tower, once a beautiful estate, is now an old, decrepit home that is cracked and broken down beyond its foundation. 
It is beyond repair, with shattered windows and warped, moldy floors. Ghosts wander the empty halls. Everything was boarded up in the hope of one day renovating and recovering. But those dreams have long since withered. It's time to tear everything down and let the earth beneath it heal, so new home can be built. And with it in the reverse, saying, anticipating the inevitable. So what is the inevitable? Is in, I think that depends on your mindset. You know, inevitably what? I used to always think it was inevitable doom, but, you know, why can't it be inevitable miracles? Why can't there inevitably, inevitably be a miracle? You know, every day there's a miracle. Inevitably, it's going to happen. You know, I say inevitably time elapses, but, which is true. So, I should, why not add, you know, inevitably a miracle occurs. Right. Well, I mean, it is true, technically. Every, inevitably, every day a miracle occurs. That actually is a fact. So. I All about your perspective. Yeah. There you go. Shit. Two of Cups, I think that has to do with good company and, yeah, partnership. Partnership and love. A truly balanced couple lean into their partnership. Happiness is at its peak when you find genuine love. The best relationships are born from a strong partnership where both voices are heard and respected and each member is allowed to take up space. But before you can make that union with another person, you must make that union with oneself. Being able to lean on yourself, being able to rely on yourself, being able to hear yourself, being able to respect yourself, being able to accept yourself and love yourself. And you're going to hear so much stuff about the twin flame journey. And I'm going to let you in on a fucking huge secret. And I think I've said this in a previous podcast, and if not, oh well. The twin flame journey is not, your, your, your twin flame is you. You are your own twin flame. It is the balancing of the masculine and the feminine energies. We all have masculine, we all have feminine energies. It's just all in a different ratio. It's in a different percentage. Some have more than the others, and it is up to us as individuals to find a way to balance that. Being able to accept both masculine and feminine sides. And it has nothing to do with what the fuck society fucking says. Liking pink isn't not masculine. Liking trucks doesn't mean you're not feminine. Like, that stupid bullshit of fucking society. Fuck that shit. And, like, like what you want. There's no such things as boys and girls things. Like, when it comes to, like, clothes. Like, I shop in the little boys section for my daughter. Because, guess what? Little boys have more dinosaur clothes than little girls do. So, guess what? My daughter likes dinosaurs. So, guess what? I'ma buy her dinosaur shirts. And they so happen to be in the fucking boy section because they don't make more dinosaurs. Unless it's like a tutu princess dinosaur. Like, I want a regular dinosaur for my kid. She wants a regular fucking dinosaur. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be in the boy section. Does that mean whatever? It just means she wants a fucking shirt with a fucking dinosaur on it. And it happens to be in the boy section. Like, there ain't no... Don't... If, if you're comparing yourself to society, please stop. Please stop. If you're comparing yourself to anyone except for your own self... Please stop, because everybody has their strengths, everybody has their weaknesses, everybody has their own particular special niche about themselves, and you guys need to be able to discover what it is. Not not because you are obligated to, no, because you owe it to yourself to discover what you can do. You are capable of more than you can fathom. Fucking find out what you can do. We can all do some really cool fucking shit, but you won't find out until you try it through failure. That's how you learn. Not like how school teaches us, where it's, oh, you fail, boo, you suck. It's, you fucked up. Okay, ain't doing that again. Let's try something else. And then you keep on doing that until you figure it the fuck out. And then guess what? Yay, you figured it the fuck out. Now that knowledge is in your arsenal. And now you can move forward in life. But once you're able to find that balance between the masculine and the feminine energies and accept yourself and realize you are literally all you need, um, and this whole twin flame journey is who you, this outside person who you think is your twin flame. If you have yet to make union with yourself, they're there as a mirror to show you either what you like or what you don't like about yourself or what you would like or would not like in a partner, what you like and don't like in your life. 
And sometimes people are literally there just of what not to be, of what you don't fucking want in your life. Like, there might be some parts that you like about them, like, ooh, he plays guitar, ooh, he makes me laugh, ooh, look at those pretty dreamy brown eyes, but guess what, he's a soul-sucking narcissist that's gonna make you want to extinguish your own flame, like, there's trade-offs. There's a lot of trade-offs. Some people are there to, like, push you to the brink of you getting sick of your own bullshit. So now you can fucking do something about it. So now you can choose yourself. Now you can start to heal. Now you can get rid of the people who made you feel like absolute shit. Now you can choose yourself and build and grow and heal and love and find the magic that is you, that is in the world. And discover the unknown and unlearn all the lies that have been toxifying our souls and beings since forever. You'll finally learn that everything we've been taught is false. Everything that they have told us is true is nothing but a lie to keep us silent and in fear and reaching outwards for all the answers that we hold within. But we can't silence our brains enough to be able to hear our own selves because there's so much noise and so much chaos and so much distraction and so much instant gratification and so much this and so much that that we can't slow down our brains because we're not given the opportunity to until 2020 when everyone was forced to slow the fuck down that's why everyone's going into chaos because people are realizing their own true colors and everybody else's true colors and it's not as pretty as we all we're under the illusion of. So now we're going back to the tarot read. We have the star in reverse. Number 17. Loss of self. See? <laughs> All we were just talking about. The star is your reminder to tend to your earthly body and spirit. Only when you take care of yourself can you find fulfillment. You have survived great trauma and are stronger for it. Now. It's time to rest and recover. You need to choose yourself. Self-care is not selfish. Oh. I love your one-word interjections. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an amazing listener. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting it. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> there was shit like a week. And we still get it every once in a while when we have like our 2 a.m. days mm -hmm. or we're shuffling in the cars and it's all these beautiful inspirational messages and the last one is rest. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> That's your message. Do nothing and go to bed. <laughs> Let go. Release. Stay in the unknowing. Yeah, stay in the unknown. You know, just have faith. You know, you're not supposed to know the exact steps. You hold that final vision and then you trust, which is hard. But guess what? Your highest, most of all self isn't going to fuck you over. My tea's getting cold. We have the Eight of Crystals in reverse. <laughs> crinkle, crinkle. Sweet tooth. You need more protein. Alright, Eight of Crystals, lack of inspiration. <laughs> You're being driven by the things that light your fire. So it might be time to take that passion and turn it into something more lucrative. Hone your craft by pursuing a teacher or apprenticeship. Learn more skills in any way you can. Your survival may depend on it. And with it being in reverse, it's saying you have the lack of the inspiration. I am an artist in... Various ways. A lot of ways. Very, yeah. Um, and I get writer's block. I get creative blocks. I get lack of inspiration. But don't ever let it be because of, like, the lack of faith in you. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's an expression of yourself. It's not there for a grade. It's not there for pass-fail. And once you put it out in the world, it's how the people feel about it, not what it looks like. It's that emotion that you give them when they look at your piece of work, when they hear your music, when they read your words, when they hear your words, when they see your building, when they experience your craft. You know, it's that emotion. 
when you look back into your life, you don't remember the more often than not, not all the time, but more often than not, when you can look back on something, it's the emotion that you remember, not the exact events, not the exact surroundings. Like I said, I'm sure there's circumstances where you can, but more often than not, it's the emotion that you draw upon. That's why traumatic things are so traumatic, it's because you feel that traumatic feeling. That's why good feelings you want to chase so much, because it's that feeling that you remember. So it's that, that emotional impact that's made of your creative thing. That's what matters. You know, what did you put into it? Put your heart and soul into it. And just be free. Remove your own boundaries. Or, excuse me. Set boundaries with others. Remove your own limitations. Because we limit ourselves so much. I'm totally guilty of this. Um... We all do. We all have this idea of, of you know, when we'll be ready then, or, you know, maybe a few more years, and, you know, we're going to keep having that mindset. Next thing we know, we're on our deathbeds, wondering where life went. We're sitting there with dreams we haven't even touched, instead of trying them and potentially fulfilling them, or trying them and seeing them fail, instead of wondering what if. We would have known. And we need to not let fear dictate our lives because fear is the thing that keeps us down and fear is what the world wants us to have so we don't thrive. Because when we thrive, we trigger people because they realize they're not doing their best and they see something in you that they're under the illusion that they can't have themselves, which is false because you can do anything that you set your mind to. Will you be the best at it? Probably not, but you know what? That's not the fucking point. If you like it, do it. If it doesn't harm anybody or yourself, and it brings you joy and it makes your soul sing, fucking do it. Does it fall into your gender category? No. It don't fucking matter. If it makes your soul sing, do it. If you're a girl and you want to do some quote-unquote boyish thing, do it. If you're a boy and you want to do something quote-unquote girlish thing, fucking do it. Don't do it because you think it's cool. Don't do it because you think you'll be accepted that way. If you want to genuinely do it and it doesn't cause any harm to anybody, fucking do it. Because you owe it to yourself to feel good. It doesn't matter who you are. And I don't mean just sexual pleasure. Feeling good inside. Feeling good in your brain. I learned something interesting today. Uh, excuse me. My fucking brain is addicted to stress. I didn't know that was a thing. But it makes sense because I know that I have an addiction person, you know, addictive personality and I am a former addict. So, and I still, I, I literally have one, two, well, only two of them, only two of them. Wait, three. Yeah, I have three vapes around four. I see four of my vapes right now, and they all work, and two of them are the same flavor. Like, I understand addictive personality, but my brain is, is fucking addicted to stress because my brain constantly knows that rush, and I've been in narcissistic, abusive relationships and, and mentally and emotionally stunting relationships literally my entire life, so... That's all my brain knows. So now that I'm actually in a fucking healthy relationship, in a place of peace, in a place of safety, in a place of about to be abundance, you know, my brain's panicking. Like, where, what's going on, you know? Because my brain's so used to the cortisol just fucking pumping through it. Fight, fight, freeze constantly all the fucking time. So now that it's not happening, my brain, like, glitches out almost. Where it's, it's trying to comprehend, like, wait a minute, this isn't usually what's up. Like, what's going on? And then my brain starts trying to find these whole loopholes and, and things to find wrong. And then it's like, wait a minute, like, everything is legitimately fine. And if I keep worrying about this, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy of failure. That's why I need to heal with my past and let go and just trust and find ways to quell that and find these wounds that are 
giving me anxiety about shit so I can fucking be free of this shit because I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of being stressed. I'm sick of my depressive episodes. I'm sick of not feeling worthy. I'm sick of just doubting myself and my gifts and my place in the world, you know? It's, I'm sick of it. I just want to just fully immerse myself in I believe. And, you know, I'm at that point where I'm finally figuring out those giant fucking wounds and letting people go and setting boundaries and cord cutting and blah, 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 and crying and tears and crying and tears and self-realizations. Holy shit, the self-realizations. Mm-hmm. Especially today. Yeah. Today, today has been a day. Um, so we have the Nine of Bones, Resilience, The Last Battle. Life has beaten you into the ground. <laughs> You're struggling to find your footing, but you will get there. Wipe the blood from your eyes and make your way back to the path. This isn't time to give up, no matter how enticing it may seem. The earth isn't ready to reclaim you just yet. So like I said, just having that blind faith and being able to keep putting forward. Oh, I love this shit so fucking much. Oh my god. Alright. And then this last one that came out was The Devil in Reverse. Sounds like a metal band. I know there's Falling in Reverse, but... Release and Recovery. The devil represents the chains that wrap around your throat and drag you down into the darkness. It's the painful, tormenting cycles you can't break out of. Whether it be toxic relationships, binging, or addiction, the devil is the true evil that lives inside, and it's time for you to break the chains and aim to destroy you. Yeah. Like I said, don't really have anything else to add to that because that just I already said it I love it anything else we need us to know the divine and ten of daggers I you're rubbing off on me Jesus Christ I cool cool I I cool cool for show Alright, the divine, previously the high priestess. Divine knowledge tapping into the collective unconscious. The divine is the quiet voice in the back of your mind that says, don't go there, it's dangerous. It's the whisper in the night that reminds you to check your locks or to avoid turning down a dark alley. It's your connection to the divine knowledge, the collective unconscious. Trust your intuition. It's telling you something you may not be willing to understand. Acceptance is gigantic. Acceptance is the first step to anything. People preach self-love. The first step to self-love is self-acceptance. Being able to look at the beautifully gloriful, glorif gloriful, gloriful, like triggled. <laughs> <laughs> Your beautiful self, diminished, crumbling, broken, devoid of what feels like a beating heart, and accept yourself who you are as you are right now. Being able to look at the crumbling pieces and waiting till the dust settles. Examining who you are, what you are, and accepting who you are as you are right this second because you are perfectly imperfect as the way you should be. You are valid in your existence and you deserve happiness and peace. And, and unconditional love. And unconditional love. You always deserve unconditional love, no matter who the fuck you are. And that's the number one way to heal everything is through unconditional love. There was one day where I was very frustrated about something and in all the spiritual practices and stuff, visualization helps a lot. And 
a lot of people will, will you can visualize unconditional love however you would like to i envision it as golden glitter so i was really pissed that day or really angry i don't i'm pissed and angry because there's such a giant difference um not feeling good and it was raging and was being a smart ass but serious at the same time and was like commanding golden waterfalls to rain down on me and geysers to burst up forth in a giant car wash-esque jet stream of of fucking unconditional golden love on the sides and scrub me with the scrubbers of unconditional love to fucking get all the bullshit out because I I was I was having so much fucking trouble that day. And the next day, or the, I slept, did a lot of work in my dreams, and I felt great the next day. So, sending unconditional love. Don't have it be a tiny little drip. Have it be a fucking water hose, like a fire hose at 100 gillion percent, or a geyser, or whatever the fuck you need to have it be to just literally blast the darkness and debris out and bring it to the light. There will be crying. There will be emotions that come up. However, these emotions are there for you to feel them, acknowledge them, and let them go. Acknowledge them, feel them, and let them go in that order. And you need to be able to validate them because they are valid. Whether they are currently true, it doesn't matter. That's how you felt at one point in time. And you need to validate those feelings from yourself. Even if you, when you were five, four, or 12, 15, 27, hut, hut, hike, like anything, it, it doesn't matter like what age you were at, even if you're 75 and it, something happened when you were 6, even if you're 94 and something happened when you were 93, you know, your feelings are valid, but that doesn't mean you make decisions based upon those emotions, you, you acknowledge the feelings, accept the feelings, validate the feelings, then you figure out what the fuck you're going to do with about those feelings, it's like a compass. You don't follow the compass everywhere it turns. You'd be going fucking everywhere all the Like, no, you use it to get to where you need to go. So you need to use it conducively for your uh, evolution, excuse me. I would say the hardest part is doing that, like, on command when you're facing a situation and there are people just snapping back at you and you have to, you have to wait or you have to, you know, instead of, the easiest thing to do would be respond with emotion. Immediately. Immediately, because you don't have to think, you feel it. And your your thought process, or hell, even sometimes your mouth just runs. The hardest part is to take that step back and really come at it from an angle of un unconditional love. And humble yourself to the fact that you're in that situation and you have to work through it to the best of your nature, or you're doing everybody a disservice. Absolutely. And coming from a point of unconditional love doesn't mean excusing the person's action. You know, it's understanding that people act the way they act for a reason. And you don't have to agree, you don't have to condone their actions, but you have to accept it. Because whether you accept it or not, it's what's going on. And you not accepting it is just going to make things more difficult for you. It's like when you're processing an equation. If you don't have the proper equation or the proper variables, you're not going to get the right result. So you have to make sure you have all the information that you can or try to see things from all the different perspectives. Like I said, and then same with forgiveness. It's not condoning their actions or excusing their actions. It's you letting them go with unconditional love for your own sanity because they take up a lot of your headspace a lot of your heart space and you need that for better things instead of these heavy dense traumatic bullshit people and experiences that don't define you whose shame and burdens are not yours to carry they just dumped them upon you because they felt like they had the right which they do not yep yeah <laughs> the last card is the ten of daggers it was on the side Upright means defeat, release, and reverse means rock bottom. So take this as it resonates. Your pain and suffering have reached their end. You may not have come out victorious, but at least you have, you have release and there's no more battles to conquer. 
your weary bones can finally rest and be reclaimed by the earth. And the way I take that is not literally. You need to surrender to yourself. I used to live at rock bottom. I made it cozy. You need to make your way out of there so you can progress. I mean, you can choose to stay at rock bottom if you want to, but you're doing yourself a disservice. Gotta fight. Gotta get out of it. You got to... You have to allow your past versions of yourselves to die. And you need to mourn the loss of those past versions of you. The one that before they got hurt or before you got hurt, the ones when you were still naive, the ones who thought you were making the right decisions by falling in love with this person and making it work and not giving up on them, but you realized in hindsight it was just an enabling abusive relationship. You have to mourn the loss of your past selves. You gotta thank them for their sacrifice. Send them unconditional love. Let them know that you guys made it, that you survived. Because you guys have survived 100% of everything you faced. And you're not gonna fuck up that track record now. Probably just like us. If you're resonating with us and you've been listening for a couple of podcasts, you're probably about as stubborn as we are. <laughs> you ain't changing that fucking 100% track record. You've survived that. 100% of everything you've done. You ain't changing that. I know for sure shit I ain't. <laughs> I know for sure as fuck you ain't. If you're no. stubborn ass. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> and you gotta mourn the timelines too. Lives you thought you would have lived. People you thought you were going to be. People you thought you were going to be with. Like I had, I didn't even tell you about this. I had a visualization a couple of weeks ago and I thought about you know, how many times have I sat across from somebody else and looked in their eyes and thought that there was going to be something there? And I thought that there could have been a potential future, but then something happened and it didn't. It's like, how many times have I put that hope into someone else's hands and they just walk away with it? And... I was, I just pictured me sitting at like a restaurant table and then the people in front of me just kept morphing because it didn't matter. It was all the same lessons in a different avatar. And it was just really profound because until I chose myself, it was those karmic lessons over and over and over until I chose to choose myself. Like I said, I got sick of my own bullshit. And the bullshit of my husband at the time, and sperm donor, narcissist, person. <sighs> Lovely people. Everybody serves their purpose. Outsiders. Peasants. <laughs> they don't understand. Alright, we are going from the Oracle of the Unicorns into already popped out. Already popped out. Cycles. Everything has its right time. Honor the cycles of your body. Tune into the moon's magic. There's going to be a new moon coming up. And I'm very excited. And then the other one is dance. Move your body to music. Dance with the rhythm of life. Manifest your dreams through dance. So, I guess we're dancing on the new moon. Manifest your new life. Manifest yourself. Learn what manifesting is like don't do the and and there's a huge difference between manifesting and praying praying is just saying i want this and then you just continue on with your life manifesting is i want this and then you actually do shit to like do it and get it and the universe helps you out so you are describing actual work yes not like actual physical doing shit yeah, not not just hoping and praying and crossing your fingers and toes and knocking on wood and pulling the lily patties or I don't fucking know. Like actually doing something, making those changes in your life. Even if it's small, even if it's like just getting up and brushing your fucking hair for the day. I've had times in my life where that was literally my one accomplishment for the day besides staying alive. So I'm alive today, one success. 
I brushed my hair. I got out of bed. There's two. And I brushed my hair. There's three. You know, so some days it, it, it you need to be able to just count those as your successes. The fact that you're just up. The fact that you're still breathing. The fact that your heart is still beating. And, you know, there's days where that is all you feel that you have. And sometimes that's where you just need to start is that base. Because once you start out that base, you have like over 20, 30 things. Makes you feel a lot better and you get a different perspective of life where everything isn't so seemingly dark because it's not. So as we're headed into this new year and as every day inevitably elapses and miracles inevitably happen. Um, <laughs> that during family time and dealing with people, boundaries must be set and you must choose yourself because no one else is going to choose you, especially if you don't choose yourself. And that's just kind of how it goes. You know, the world wants to choose you, your guides want to choose you, your higher self wants to choose you, but they can't do that unless you choose yourself first. And you should choose to choose yourself first and set boundaries when it comes to family. And, you know, don't make your kids give hugs and kisses to whomever if they don't feel comfortable doing that. You know, allow your children to set those boundaries as well. You know, if they don't feel comfortable sitting on so-and-so's lap, then don't force them to sit on so-and-so's lap. You know, this is a time where you're going to be an example for your kids about what's acceptable and what's not and they need to be able to see you be respectful but put those boundaries in place you know how would you want your children to react when they are older and also this is going to be a painful time a lot of people are going to be celebrating the holidays without somebody for the first time and the best thing in my opinion and in my experience has been to honor them you know Go through those memories, those good memories, you know, what was it about them during this time that made it so special, that's making this so painful. Being able to talk about that with people, and even if you don't have people to talk about that with, being able to go through it yourself and being able to relive the happiness and properly mourn and allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to feel that pain, but don't dwell in what you don't have. Um, and you don't really have anything if you don't truly choose yourself, if you don't have yourself. And because everything would be an illusion. And, you know, it's... This is going to be my first Christmas without any of my grandparents. And it's going to be definitely harder on my mom and my aunt because, you know, it's their parents. Um, and just dealing with that and that emotion alone is going to be extraordinarily difficult. But that's why you have to choose yourself and choose to stay positive. Despite, uh, uh, excuse me, confirmation what's going on externally. Anything you would like to add? Uh, well... Yeah, um, deal with your your direct family for the get-togethers. That can be a very stressful time. Just allow yourself to, you know, back up, take a second, and uh, really evaluate the situation before you respond. Don't let your emotions run amok. Amok, amok, amok. Mm -hmm. But... After all, you really have to show people you have a backbone or they don't see it and they think they can do whatever they want. Yeah, people don't know those boundaries are in place that you're going to actually do something about it. You know, they're going to just keep walking over you. It's like damn kids. They don't know you're going to do something about it until you actively do something about right. it. Right. And when you do that the first time, you will gain respect out of it. If the people love you for real... And show you unconditional love. They will respect your decisions and help you in that, whatever you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. If it's not healthy, then they're just going to say okay and then go about their business. 
Right. And this is a big time where you're going to have to find out who actually does have your best interest in mind. Because you're right, when you do put those boundaries down, the ones that love you are going to respect those boundaries to the fucking T. And you're only going to have to tell them once. That's the biggest thing. They heard you the first time. Yep. They heard you the first time. I'm sorry, what was that? They heard you the first time. You mean they heard me the first time? They did hear you the first time. So, yeah, we definitely have to realize that you don't get a backbone until you actually grow it. Right, and you decide to utilize it. Yep. You can have it, but if you don't do shit about it, you can't sit there wondering, well, why am I still being disrespected? Well, you're not choosing yourself. And you're continuing to allow this to happen. And I'm not blaming you. I'm not shaming you. We've all been there. It's once you're aware of it, you got to do something about it. Because this victimhood mentality thing no longer serves us. We are fucking powerful as fuck. You listener included. There's magic inside of you. Whether you believe it or not, I, it, it really frankly doesn't matter because it is the truth. And magic exists. And it is inside of you. And if you don't want to go and try it out, why the fuck wouldn't you? Like, it's fucking magic. It's not like Harry Potter, where it's whatever, because Hollywood is going to go and make it seem not possible. But it is. <sighs> you have to choose yourself through life. And don't live for somebody else's approval. And don't make decisions out of spite. Just to spite someone. That's how the fuck my daughter has the last name that I don't want her to have. It's because of spite. And that situation doesn't even exist anymore. Like. Fuck. Another popular thing people kind of learn around this season is that it doesn't matter if it's family or not. You, you know, you have to... really use your discernment as best as you can but sometimes family members need to be cut off or cut out yeah and you know you have a family member that does something wrong and you know actually gets in trouble and you have to cut them off so what's the difference if they're not treating somebody right or you don't agree with an opinion that they may press or throw into your lap every time you see them. Yeah, every time I get with my family, they always make comments about my weight. Always make comments about my weight. They actually didn't this time around, which was very interesting. But I also laid really thick boundaries today, so they really didn't have the time to either. Right. So, yeah. That's interesting. You know, also you have to understand that a lot of the family things happen because people get set in their ways and they're not willing to look at it from a different perspective nor a 10,000 foot view. Or admit they're wrong. That too. Pride is a bitch. Right. So some people can't swallow it. No. You can be proud of yourself. I am guilty pride. of that for sure. Swallowing my pride. Uh, yeah, it's hard to ask for help because of pride. It's hard to lay a boundary out because of it, too. I mean, pride's crazy. Yep. I'd rather go without. But there's a difference between pride and confidence and conceit. You know, you can be proud of yourself, you can be proud of something, but having pride is an egoic thing. You can be conceited is, my shit don't stink. But we should all come eventually from a place of, I'm a fucking beautiful badass, and so the fuck are you. And no matter if you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're transgendered, non-binary, however you identify, I don't know all the PC terms, everybody in between, if you are a, if you exist, you know. X, Y, and Z. Right, for real. And all the generations in between. Like, <laughs> you're valid, you exist, you're awesome. We all have 
mistakes we make. We all have good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful for us. You know, we are exquisite. We are fucking morbid, disgusting creatures. But we are... Excuse me. Exactly. <laughs> but we are also fucking brilliant and shiny as fuck. You know, we are all everything. We, without, ugh, without one, the other cannot exist. Without the night, we cannot have the day. Without the sad, the happiness wouldn't be so happy. If there was constantly just a sunrise, we wouldn't be able to appreciate its beauty because that would just be the norm. We wouldn't have things to contrast it to. And when you compare yourself, it's not to anyone else. It's choosing yourself for yourself because you deserve to choose yourself. And no matter what, the sun always rises. Time inevitably elapses. And the pain does eventually subside. And that no, no one can overtake you once you step into your power. Because you won't allow them to. Well, I got an angel number real quick. Uh, it's 1242. Angel number 1242 indicates that you that your faith and trust and your positivity and optimism have strengthened the connection with your angels, making you more open-hearted and receptive to intuitive and angelic guidance. Your angels await your call for support, assistance, and guidance whenever you feel the need. Trust that they are with you always. And we have free will, so make sure you give them permission. To interact in your life for your highest good because the angels ain't gonna fuck you over they just want to help one in seven children happens every time <laughs> let me turn them down that's not my bad Thank you for joining us on another episode of Mama Raven's Madhouse for those who dare to listen. I'm Mama Raven. I'm Papa Perch. And we are out. Drink some water, you lovely, beautiful creature. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye.